0: Well, good afternoon. Happy Monday. Getting you through that final stretch of work on what is probably a very difficult Monday for a lot of you to work, right? This is after Thanksgiving. A lot of you were off on Friday. Um, You know, you kind of got into a routine. Some of you were off on Wednesday. Heck, some of you were off all last week because of the snowstorm. So, to now... Have to get back to work. Was this anyone this morning waking up? Oh, my gosh. I got to get back into the groove of work. Now, I'm very fortunate because I'm in for Bowerly. So I didn't even have to get up at my regular time. Tomorrow is going to be tough. When that alarm clock goes off at 345 tomorrow. That's going to be a tough one for me. Um, but I know a lot of you probably felt that This morning. Maybe you're still kind of, oh my gosh, just get me through this day. I'm on, you know, you're on your third cup of coffee. Whatever it is you're doing, welcome. Welcome aboard. Uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Tom will be back tomorrow. He he's, uh, has one more day on his holiday weekend. Uh, if, if you didn't join us on Friday... We talked about Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. we uh, were able to see family and friends. Maybe you traveled. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't too much of a pain uh, for your uh, for your trip, your Thanksgiving trip. And hopefully, uh, well, we're, we're happy that you uh, have got you've returned home safely. Maybe you're returning home today because maybe it was a little cheaper uh, to fly back on Monday than the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving was fun. Um, for those of you who didn't tune in on Friday, and I can understand why. I mean, you know, a lot of people still have their families around. A lot of people do. I just heard about this, a second Thanksgiving. They have Thanksgiving with one family on Friday. I'm sorry, on Thursday, and then another on Friday. So if that is you uh, and you were enjoying a second Thanksgiving, hope hope that went well as well. Good, uh, good English there, Joe. Um, <laughs> but Thanksgiving was great. The Bills won. Food was good. Uh, and, and just like I had said on Wednesday, there, in my opinion, nothing's more overrated than the Thanksgiving turkey, because you can have the best turkey. You can cut. You can prepare it to perfection. Turkey's overrated. It, it really is about the sides. Because I'm sure if you show up to Thanksgiving dinner, and, and and by the way, the turkey I had on Thanksgiving was delicious. Don't get me wrong. The turkey was delicious. But it didn't make the meal. Now, if you don't have mashed potatoes and stuffing, in my opinion, that ruins the meal. But if you don't have turkey, if, if I walked in to Thanksgiving dinner and they said, sorry, Joe, we don't have any turkey. As long as you have the sides, fine. Fine. More room for the sides. More room for what I actually want. The turkey, in my opinion, is just for show. Look, we bought a turkey. We cooked the turkey. That's really what the turkey's all about, in my opinion. You can do Thanksgiving without the turkey. But the turkey was good. And like I said, I like to dip my turkey in the mashed potatoes. That's how I like my turkey. With some gravy dipped in mashed potatoes. But hopefully you had a good uh, Thanksgiving. And hopefully you uh, have started or are about to start your holiday shopping. And this is something we're going to get into later in the show. Um, But for me, I am a last-minute shopper, as I've mentioned a million times. So you're not going to find me getting any deals on Black Friday. You're not going to find me getting any deals on Cyber Monday. You're going to find me hoping that stores still have something on uh, the Friday before Christmas Friday, the 23rd. That's when you're going to see Joe Beamer with uh, his paycheck uh, walking store to store <laughs> with his Friday before Christmas paycheck trying <laughs> trying to get everything off the list that hasn't been touched. Um, but that's something we'll get into later in the show. Uh, I want to get to something David was talking about earlier. And I have to say, I think the way... The way I, I I love listening to uh, to David, um, just the way he can say things. I wish I had the skill to be able to say things the way David says it. Um, but you heard the uh, the press conference right here, live on WBEN. And if you missed any of the press conference, you can find that at WBEN.com and on the Odyssey app. But yes, uh, today... We, um, we heard from District Attorney John Flynn, we heard from Byron Brown, we heard from uh, the attorneys for the families, um, the victims of the May 14th shooting, and what we learned is that the gunman on May 14th has pleaded guilty uh, to 15 charges. Those charges are, um, well, 10 of those are first, uh, are 10 counts of first degree murder, one count of first degree domestic act of terri- terrorism motivated by hate, three counts of attempted second degree murder as a hate crime, and one count of second degree criminal possession of a weapons charge. Now, um, so he's pleaded guilty and, and, and will be, uh, he's been convicted. Uh, it's the f- person convicted of the charge of first degree domestic terrorism motivated by hate faces an automatic sentence of life in prison without parole. So, at the state level, he will be in prison for life without parole. But there is also the federal, um, the federal, and the federal could carry the death penalty. New York State abolished the death penalty in 2007. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember the New York State ever having the death penalty. Um, but let's let's handle the the state stuff first. So by him pleading guilty, there will be no trial, and, and I have to say I'm sure for the families to not have to relive May 14th, you know, forego a lengthy trial when it's obvious that this monster. Deserves the highest sentencing possible, which, in my opinion, should be the death penalty. But to not have to to live through that again, in what I, in my opinion, I think you know, again, is a trial that we would that we know at the end, he would be found guilty of these charges. He is clearly guilty of these charges. But now it's in the federal government. Um. Because he has been indicted in a federal court and the Department of Justice is weighing whether to pursue pursue the death penalty. Monday's plea in court is likely aimed at avoiding the federal death penalty, attorneys familiar with the case have said. Let me tell you this. I, I don't care if he pled guilty or not in court. That shouldn't deter the federal government from pursuing the death, the death penalty. And let me tell you, I mean, this is a case. I know people in my life who are against the death penalty, right? And we've had conversations, we've had debates about the death penalty. Who believe in this situation, the this monster who opened fire in a in in a at Tops on May 14th, they think he deserves the death penalty, and so do I. I actually would, I I think I would struggle to find someone who would tell me why he doesn't deserve the death penalty for what he did on May 14th. This is someone, as I said, and I said this a lot during our, our, our coverage on May 14th and the days following, this is obviously someone with a lot of hate in his heart, he walked into a store with the sole purpose to kill individuals who didn't look like him. He knew what he was doing. I I, I don't understand why. I, I really don't think I could listen to a debate for him not getting the death penalty. In my opinion, this is a clear example of why the death penalty should be an option in all states but this is why it should be an option this guy's a monster what good is the federal government having the death penalty if they're not going to use it in this case i mean you want to talk about the 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 example for or, or the argument for the death penalty, here it is. And, and you know, I hate to be... Uh, no, in this situation, I don't hate to be harsh. In my opinion, this person, with all the hate that he, that he has, and the things that we know, he was prepared to do on that day. I'm sorry, I don't see the uh, I, I don't see the reasoning for anything other than the federal government pursuing the death penalty. But I would like to hear from you at 803-0930, star 930. The Volkswagen of Orchard Park text, text boards open at 803-0930. The top shooter pled guilty today to state charges, which means he will be, at the very least... In prison, for the rest of his life, no chance of parole. The federal government still has the call to make on the death penalty. If you're the federal government, do you pursue the death penalty? Do you think I'm wrong? And guess what? If you think I'm wrong, call in. Tell me why you think I'm wrong. I think, like I said, in my opinion, this is why you have the death penalty. This is why the federal government has the option of the death penalty. For something like this, I mean, this is a monster who tore families apart, families that are still in grief, in mourning, a community in mourning. And the thing is, the guy the, the, the guy, I mean that was that was his goal. His goal was to walk through a grocery store and shoot people. Who didn't look like him. And then I I just I, I can't see a reasoning to not pursue the death penalty. I don't care that he pled guilty. Like I, I in this case, oh, he pled guilty to, to hope to not get the death penalty. Sorry, didn't work. Here here it is. I I I I I can't see the federal government not pursuing the death penalty in this case. Because if not, what do you have it for? And that's what I say. That's what I say. I'd like to know uh, what you think. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, 930 Star 930. But, you know, from this press conference, and we heard from the mayor, we heard from uh, D.A. Flynn, we, we heard from a lot of people, and Josh, if you could just put my, uh, my news boss up, uh, I do want to play a few of these clips uh, from the press conference today. Because, you know, there is something that we learned through all this. And as I said, you know, I mean, going back and, you know, going through that coverage again. And, I mean, just to try to think how someone could could do this, how someone could have such an evil mind, you know, it's awful to think. And, you know, there are families that will never see their loved ones again. There is a community that, you know, is still in mourning, still shocked from what happened on May 14th. And it, it opens your eyes to the fact that there are people that think like this. But here's the thing. Most of us, most people, and you saw that from a community coming together. You saw that from the community being there for those that needed them the most. You saw Western New York come together, and you still see Western New York come together. Um, there was a piece before the Bills Lions game on Thanksgiving with Mayor Brown and uh, Bruce Smith and a few other people, and it was it, it really it was really touching. And if you didn't see that, I'll post it on my on my Twitter and my Facebook. But you saw a community come together and you saw a community come together and say this is not us. Okay? What you saw in that grocery store from this monster is not us. We are caring people. We're good people. 99.9% to steal what David said earlier. 99.9% of us. No matter no matter You know, no matter our race, no matter our political affiliation, no matter our gender, 99.9% of people in this country are good, caring people. This is not a racist country. And you saw that from people coming together. You saw that from a community coming together, a region coming together, a country coming together to say this racist monster that went into that grocery store, we all stand against that. We all stand against racism, hate. We all stand against that. And we really saw that in the days and weeks and months following what happened on May 14th. And I I, I think that was illustrated in the CBS piece before the Bills game. And again, I think that's illustrated on a daily basis. I was at the gym this morning and someone was wearing their Stop Hate um, Bills shirt. You know, and I saw a few of those at the turkey trot. I have mine. I wore. Uh, I've worn to the gym a few times, I've worn it out a few times. But I I think if you go back, if you look now, just how this region came together, how this country came together. And and, and to say that that monster, that person is what we all are trying to fight no one or a majority of people again 99.9% of people are good caring people we are not not racist we don't have hate in our hearts and and, and I, I i think that really needs to continue to be the message You know, we can we can have our differences. And again, if you sign on to social media, you, you see a lot of that. We can have our differences. However, at the end of the day, we all care for one another. We all love one another. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, star nine thirty. What do you think? Of the press conference today? What do you think of the top shooter pleading guilty? And what do you think of the death penalty? I 100% believe this is why the federal government has the death penalty. For cases like this. If this is not a clear example of why to have the death penalty, why have it? 803-0930, star 930. We'll take your thoughts after this. My name is Joe Beamer. Filling in... For Tom Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is Beamer in for Bowerly here on News Radio 930. WBEN 803 0930 star 930 gets you on the air. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about the, uh, well, we're talking about May 14th and, and the press conference today, the top shooter pled guilty to the 15 charges. Now, one of those charges was uh, for, and I want to make sure that I say what the charge was for correctly, uh, first-degree domestic terrorism motivated by hate. Now, that's an automatic sentence of life in prison without parole. So, the top shooter will be in prison for life without parole. However, he still faces a federal charge. And that federal charge could bring the death penalty. I'm saying that, yes, that this is this is what the death penalty is for. And this is a case where it should be used. And not only am I saying that, very prominent attorney Dennis Vacco also had this to say to WBEN when asked about the death penalty. If the death penalty is not applicable to the circumstances of these events here in Buffalo in May, then there are no other circumstances that the death, federal death penalty would be would be applied to. Exactly, exactly. What do you think? Eight hundred three oh nine thirty star nine thirty the tops shooter who was motivated by hate. It was a r- racist shooting. He went there to shoot people. Based on the color of their skin. In my opinion, this is a monster that deserves the death penalty. What do you think? 803-0930, star 930. And then we got to talking about, you know, I mean, May May 14th, I still remember coming in uh, and and doing coverage that day, doing coverage the following day. I, I mean, just trying to just trying to even think how someone could be so evil and how someone could think like that. It's, it's sad. It's sad that there are people who think that way. It is sad that in 20, it's sad whenever it doesn't matter. It is sad that there are people that have racist thoughts like that and who think that they are superior And that they are going to go and target people because of the color of their skin. That is, in my opinion, that's the definition of a monster. What we saw on May 14th. And before the break, I said, you know, I think 99.9% of this country are good, caring, loving people. And I think you saw that after the tragedy, um, the racist shooting on the 14th. Of May, I think you saw a community come together, a, com- a a region come together of good, caring, loving people saying, "We do not think like this. We want to fight that type of thinking." Literally wearing shirts that say, "Choose love, stop hate." I mean, we we made a point as Western New York. To say, this is not us. We are not racist people. But if you do the math, 99.9%, that means that there are still racist people in this country. And there are people who think that they are somehow superior or someone is inferior based on the color of their skin. And to me, that is it it's it, it's it's very difficult to fathom. You know, and, and I think it's times like this that, you know, unfortunately, you are reminded that. There is still, again, I don't believe it's a majority of people. I don't think a majority of this country is racist. I don't. I truly believe that we are good, caring, loving people. I truly believe that. But how do you fight racism as small a number of people that might be racist it's still a big problem. And how do you fight that? How do you practice? Uh, how do you get the message of stop hate to someone who has not in their mind that they are somehow better because of the color of skin they were born with? How do, how do you stop that way of thinking? And how do we stop young people from getting those thoughts? You know, another thing about this shooter is how young he was, in how, how much hate he had for people, for, uh, for uh, people just because of the color of their skin. You know, that I think is sickening to think at any age, but this is, this is a, I believe the the kid was still in his teens. It, It makes you think, how can we as a country be better? How do we, instead of just saying it, because it's easy to say, oh, we're not racist and move on. It's easy to say, oh, I, you know, stop hate, choose love. But how do you act, stop hate, choose love? How do you act that out? And what do you say to somebody if you see someone, or, yeah, if you see someone, you know, acting, in a way or saying things that are racist. I mean doesn't it make us better as a country to get rid of racism and not just say get rid of racism. Because like I said, I'll go back to what I said last hour. I truly believe that as a country, as a country as a as a whole, we are not racist. But we do have racist people in this country. How do you fight that? Eight oh three oh nine thirty star 930. How do you put into action words? Because, yeah, I'll go back to what I said. I think a majority of the country is not racist. But then you have this monster on May 14th who was clearly motivated by race. How do we fight things like that? How do we fight that mindset as a country? Because again, if a majority of us, as I believe, if a majority of us are not racist and we are good, caring, loving people, then shouldn't it be easy... For the majority to fight the idea of racism. Shouldn't we be able to fight that idea? 8030930, star 930. Would like your calls on that. Would like to know what you think of that. You know, because I say. Stop hate, choose love, all that stuff. But how do you put that into action? How do you put that into action? And yes, also the death penalty. If this is not the case for the federal death penalty, if the federal government drops the federal charge because this monster Took a plea on the state level. Then when will the then why even have this on the books? As Dennis Vaco said, if not here, when? Like I'm sorry, I don't understand how. Oh, I took a plea at the state level, so you should be leaning it on me in the federal level. Well, no, I don't care what plea you took. I don't care that you plead uh, pled guilty to life in prison without parole char um sentencing it doesn't take away from what you did like i just don't get that mindset it does not take away from the actions you carried out and no matter what you say or do in court it doesn't it doesn't bring anyone back it doesn't make what you did any less you are still in my opinion a despicable human being and you are the reason that at the federal level, we have the death penalty. And to be honest with you, he's the reason we should have the death penalty on a state level. This is the reason for the death penalty. This guy is a monster. Again, I. I you can do whatever you want in court. You can take whatever plea you want. Do you think that makes it less? Do you think that makes what you did any less to the families? You still tore families apart. That is something that you can that will never be undone. You still have a region in shock. You have A region in mourning. But some attorney thinks, oh, since you took the plea, maybe they'll be lenient on you on the federal level. If the federal government is lenient on this monster because of the pleas, uh, because he pled guilty and took the life in prison without parole, sentencing, then you know what? In my opinion, I've lost any faith I had in the federal government. Really. This is why you have it. And I'll be um, interested to hear. But the DOJ has this case. And I don't know if you could come out with a press conference. I I just don't know how that would go over. How the DOJ would, would come out and say... We're no longer pursuing the death penalty. Does anyone think that makes the DOJ look good? Does anyone think the Department of Justice is going to be looked at favorably by anyone if they don't pursue the death penalty? And how do you answer that question? Could you imagine if in the press conference... Hey, why didn't you pursue the death penalty? Oh, because he played guilty at the state level. Could you imagine that? I mean, does that not sound insane? This is what you have it for. This is why New York State should never have gotten rid of it in 7 Eight oh three oh nine thirty, star 930. What are your thoughts on the death penalty in this case? And if, And if not, in this case, I, you better have a heck of a reasoning, why? And what do you think of this thought process? That, and you hear this a lot, It's not just in this case. What do you think of, this, of the thinking of, Well, I'm gonna, they pled guilty to this, so we're going to take that away. Now, in some cases, OK, you know, I'll hear reasoning. Nothing. And let me repeat, nothing will lessen what happened. This isn't the kind of thing where, oh, you say this, it lessens. No, nothing will lessen what happened. The, the, the damage you've done, the people you've taken, pleading guilty at the state level, in my again, in my opinion, should not take away from it. And the, and the DOJ should not stop, uh, I'm sorry, the DOJ should pursue the death penalty. I think that will be a very interesting press conference if they say we've, we're no longer pursuing the death penalty. Could you imagine? And what would your question be to the DOJ if they didn't pursue the death penalty? What would your question be to them then? How do you explain yourself out of that one? Again, I'm just... I'm just Joe Beamer, you know. Not 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 the smartest person in the world. Here's Dennis Vacco, who is very smart. He is uh, a, a very well-known attorney. Here's what Dennis Vacco says. Again, you can listen to me, but here's what Dennis Vacco says. And if you're not going to listen to me, I, I think you'll listen to Dennis Dennis Vacco. If the death penalty is not applicable to the circumstances of these events here in Buffalo in May, then there are no other circumstances that the death, federal death penalty would be would be applied to. One hundred percent, could not agree more with what Attorney Dennis Facco said there. Eight oh three oh nine thirty, start nine thirty. That gets you on the show. You can also text the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. We will read a few of those texts back after the break. Two questions for you. Number one, the death penalty. Should the federal government, the Department of Justice, pursue the death penalty in the top shooter case? And number two, racism in America. If, as I said, a majority of us are not racist, and I believe 99.9% of us are good, caring, loving people. We might have our our disagreements, we might have our differences, but at the end of the day, we love one another, we care for one another, and we're good people. How do we fight racism? Because I, I do believe it is a small number of people who are racist, but how do we fight that? How do we put stop hate, choose love into action? How do we do that as a country? 8030930 star 930. It's Beamer in for Bowerly back after this.